Welcome to the Loser's Corner, your place for Delt Legends fantasy news. And now, your hosts, Ray Goulet and Shane Yardley. All right, everyone, welcome in to the Loser's Corner. As always, I am your host, Ray Goulet. With me, as always, is Shane Yardley. How you doing, Shane? I've been better. Uh, being the lowest point total of the week hurts a little bit, and being doubled up by Ken Letary hurts even more. Yeah, I didn't have a great week either. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we want to talk about it. We don't have to talk about it. We can just pretend those games never happened, right? Well, I think that uh, we need to wait on your game just because yours actually was a game. So let's start with mine and get it out of the way quickly. It'll be like uh, ripping off a Band-Aid. Okay. Um, Let's go to that poop-infected Band-Aid. That was your game. Yeah, uh, historically bad, I think, is the only way to uh, describe it. Um, I chose just, I mean, I just had guys that decided not to show up, including uh, two zeros. So that's always fun to see on your team. Remember last week when we talked about how cool Mike Evans was? Yeah, no, he, uh, look, here's the thing. I I still think he's really cool. uh, But this week, I mean, he can do this. This happens sometimes. He, He disappears for games. Um, so I, I still like him. I'm still looking forward to having him on my team. He's going to get rolled out every week. Uh, zero is not going to happen. I'm more concerned about Greg Olson. Um, I just don't see, he, he might not be part of the game plan as much anymore, which is a little bit, uh, nerve wracking, but I'm still holding out my hope for, for Saquon to come back early. Maybe not this week, but maybe next week. Um, so right now it's just a holding pattern until that happens. I mean, he's looking like he's going to beat that timetable, so that's always good. Yeah, and and I mean, so so we were talking about it before we started recording, but uh, it's also a really positive thing. I'm going to look on the the bright side of things right now. Uh, I, I could have put up a really good week, and I still would have lost to Ross. Um, he had quite literally a historic week. Uh, he beat me with two players. Um, Will Fuller, who we've talked about before, about who he has, you know, sometimes he has great games, sometimes he doesn't, and he had a historic game uh, in this one. So, you know, I mean, kudos to Ross, uh, pretty awesome. He had, what, like four guys who who scored like crazy. You could put five with Chris Carson in there. Um, And then three guys, you know, that were there. They were were guys. Um, All they needed to do was be there. And right. That's what they so, did. so, I mean, you know, congratulations to Ross, you know, uh, exciting for him to be undefeated still in the season. Um, I, I'm not I'm not in panic mode yet. I just want to say I put up a better game against Ross than you did. Again, the the outcome of the game is the same. And so after we get past this week, uh, it, it's all it's all about wins and losses anyway. That is true. That's what I'm holding up hope for uh, with my lowest point total, but yet still not at the bottom of the league. But I'm working <laughs> my way there. Uh, all right. So, so again, I don't think there's a whole lot else to say about this. Uh, Ross continues to look brilliant uh, for Christian McCaffrey. Um, it, it was a perfect number one pick. Uh, what else can you say? Uh, so with that, Let's go to uh, you know what? Let's I'm going to go down the line that I have right here, um, and I want to go to the uh, the Ken Bowl. Uh, the Battle of the Kens. Ken Letary. 
what happened? I thought he was bad at fantasy football. So I, I mean, there's a couple of things that I want to point out uh, this week for Ken. And and as I said last week's pod, I'm not going to make fun of Ken. So this is going to be all about gushing over Ken Letary and his team. Uh, Ken for one week looks brilliant. Uh, the Austin Eckler, Austin Hooper um, trade that he pulled off last week that we all made fun of him for. Um, both guys put up great weeks. They put up better weeks than the guys he traded. I still think that uh, my brother got a better uh, deal out of it. I'm still but, on that side too. Yeah, but I, I mean, right now we've got one week of data on it, and Ken's winning the trade. So, so good for him. Um, his team looks looks good. I think Tyler Boyd is going to be a stud for the rest of the year, at least until AJ Green comes back. And it doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. He's not certainly not hurrying up. And also kudos to Ken. He keeps picking the right players. You know, last week he put uh, Aaron Rodgers in Aaron Rodgers had a great week this week. He decided to put him on the bench and bring Tom Brady in. Tom Brady has a good week. Aaron Rodgers doesn't perform. Um, he's making good choices. He's, he's doing really well. And I know that Ken Wick said something about the Philadelphia defense, you know, and they were unreal and that was crazy and, and wild. But at the same time, Ken didn't need them. He had the game in hand without Philadelphia's outpouring of, of without points. the entire so, defense. Right. So, I mean, like, you know, again, it's unfortunate that happened to, to Ken Wicks, but it, there was nothing that was going to stop Ken Letary this week. So, so congratulations to Ken Letary again, making all of us look like fools forever doubting him. Um, that's all I'm going to say right now. So I remember last week you uh, talking shit about Calvin Ridley, um, and granted Calvin Ridley didn't do much for Ken on the bench. Uh, he did put up 20 points. Yeah, no, Cal- Calvin Ridley had a, good, uh, had a good week last week, but we said that before. Like, he will come and show up for – 50% of the games, 60% of the games, and then he disappears for the other ones. So um, he's just not a guy that I ever trust. Um, but, I mean, again, Ken Wicks has got some guys on his bench um, as far as wide receivers are concerned that are – he should be thinking about trading them, and, and he hasn't yet. So, Yeah. Uh, all I can really say about Wicks' team is, damn, I wish I had some of those wide receivers. Um, yeah. But, I mean, it wasn't a bad bad game. Pretty average for Ken. Uh, Ken. Yeah, for Ken. Um, for Wicks. <laughs> but um, average wasn't going to do it this week against Letary. Right, and I don't think you can fault him either for the wide receivers that he put in. I mean, when you have all of those guys and that much talent, you got to go with the ones that you think are going to have the volume. And I think he went with those guys. And this week it just didn't work out. Yeah, no one expected six points out of the the league leader for wide receivers. Like right. All right. So uh, so yeah. So again, I think with Wicks, better days ahead. But uh, at two and three, he's sweating a little bit right now. I know that two and three sweat. <laughs> All right. So let's go to um, uh, let's do Malcolm Death Squad and Natter Days. Let's do it. Nope. Another blowout. Nope. A lot of blowouts this week. Yeah. Um, so so this is the last week that Natterdays is going to see this team since they traded their entire team away for the last place's team. Um, so that'll be fun to see if uh, if that type of uh, maneuvering works out for uh, for Chuck. Um, but, you know, Gallman goes down. 
obviously does not repeat. I'm feeling very good about my two weeks ago saying that Wayne Gallman was not going to be uh, a dude. You're feeling bad about a guy getting it. You're feeling good about a guy getting injured. Wait, wait, no, no, no. that's, that's no, a class not, right there. Not feeling good about the injury, but feeling good about saying that he was not going to be the guy and, and whether or not it's injury or whatever, he's not. So, you know, I mean, I'm just saying that he was not a guy that I wanted to invest in. I think right. it's a fair thing to say. Sure. I, I guess rooting for players injuries is your thing and that's fair. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway, though, uh, my terribleness aside, uh, Chuck's team didn't show up. Um, Malcolm's team continues to show up. Uh, that, again, I say it every week, but that one-two punch of Chubb and Cook is just – Chubb it's didn't have really a great good. week. It's crazy. And then he's got uh, he's got Chark as well, which is a great pickup and find and – it's yeah, he's a scary team. I don't know how much you can really trust Chark though. Like, as much as Gardner Minshew is a man among boys uh, in this league of grown men playing football, um, I don't really trust Chark to be able to get that week in week out performance. Much like you say about Calvin Ridley. See, I trust Chark a lot more though. Like, I, I trust him more than say like Robert Woods. And and the reason why is because maybe he's not on the greatest of offensive teams. Um, you know, Minshew, he's, he's awesome, but, but you're right. Maybe not like the most talented quarterback throwing in the league right now. Um, but at the same time, he's the number one guy. He's the number one option. I mean, look, he's not going to catch two touchdowns every week. He's not going to go for 160 every week. Um, but his targets, his receptions, all of those things, he's got the volume of a guy that's going to produce week in and week out. And he doesn't have Julio Jones on the other side of the ball of the field from him. So you got to like that opportunity that he has. That's fair. And I mean, it's not like Carolina's defense hasn't been good. Like the fact that they could put up some points on Carolina's defense is, is not something to keep. I don't know. Not something to forget about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but again, I think that, uh, I think Malcolm set up for a very, very good year. Um, he and Ross both have pretty impressive teams right now. Um, and of course, Ken Letary's team, because Ken Letary is amazing at fantasy football. So, <laughs> Oh man, that, that's a statement. Right. Let's, let's go on to the other, uh, the other four and one team with the lab rats and then uh, Pat Healy's team. Who's Pat Healy's team. Who? Oh, right. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> I, how do I forget myself here? Yeah, you're right. I, I'm sorry. Homer's team. Homer's team. That's, I, okay, I that's what I thought you were right. about. You're right. You're right. Um, so, so Josh put up a great week. I mean, just look at the top to bottom lineup. Like that's that's impressive numbers right there. I mean, the squeaky wheel definitely got the grease for Adam Thielen. Um, after talking all that shit about uh, Kirk Cousins, he. They looked they looked like a completely different team. Granted, it was against the New York Giants. Um, so, I mean, it's almost like playing the Miami Dolphins. But they, like, they stopped with just doing their running attack and started throwing the ball. And, oh, wait, they have two really good wide receivers on their team? But I think that's it right there, though, is that they were playing the Giants and they decided to keep throwing the ball despite that. Um, so they were making sure Thielen was, was involved regardless of what the game flow said it should have been, which 
I mean, you could have just kept handing the ball to Cook and and just run down the clock. So, you know, I mean, you got to feel good about that, that they're at least listening to him and they want to get him his. So that's great. Also, it's scary. Josh could have had a better week than Ross this week if he had put Sean Watson in. I mean, it's what it could have should us, but um, I don't think that would have been a, a big stretch there. Um, and and that would have been even scarier. So uh, he's got a great team. Um, he's set up for long-term success. At 4-1, and one, I mean, he can afford to do lots of fun, crazy things now, too, if he wants to. I can't, uh, but believe, I can't believe Alvin Kamara and Todd Gurley both got under 20 points. Yeah, and then he still put up 171. <laughs> right? So, yeah. Uh, Godwin's awesome, and, I mean, is definitely taking away some points from from my man, uh, uh, Mike Evans, but, but Godwin's really, really good um, and just seems to be locked in on that offense. Yeah, this is yet another very good team. I, I keep looking at these teams as we do this show, and I'm like, wow, I'm going to lose a lot of games this season. Um, and then on the other side of the uh, on the other side of the matchup there, um, the namesake of Homer's team, uh, Sammy Watkins, uh, got hurt, left the game, zero points. I'm so, sure you were rooting for that the whole time. Not not as disappointing as my two healthy players who put up zero points, uh, but uh, still pretty disappointing because it's not like he had a terrible weekend. He had Aaron Jones on his team with four touchdowns. Uh, that pretty much carried his team is the only reason why he didn't score less points than me. Yeah, that's 100% true. Um, wow, so many players blew up this week. It's just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and none no, of them were on my week. team. That would have been, been cool. Um, <laughs> God fucking damn it. <laughs> and then, of course, I mean, Homer continues to make uh, poor choices as far as who's in his starting lineup. Um with some some serious points on the bench, uh, which is just always disappointing. I didn't do the math, but I don't think he could have won. But even so, um, just seeing those guys sitting on your bench is never a good feeling. I mean, well, he's got to put Sonny Michelle in. Well, yeah, I mean, obviously he's a homer, so yeah. that's that's what you do. That I mean, is... Josh Gordon as well. So yeah, and you couldn't you couldn't possibly even think about playing someone that was playing against your home team. Like that's. Just out you know, of the Ken, question. Ken Letary might want to see if he can trade Brady for like um I don't know, like his whole team or something like that. I bet I bet Homer would take it. I don't know, maybe maybe just like Aaron Jones and uh maybe Phil maybe, Lindsay throw him in there, why not? Yeah, just just you know, make it even out. Right, yeah, you yeah, know, absolutely. <laughs> maybe a sprinkled donut too. Uh. All right, so that leaves us with uh, two matchups, right? Yeah, let, let's go with the battle for Trash Mountain first. Yep, agreed. Um, I mean, both of them were kind of Trash Mountain games, but I'm guessing we're going with your game. Um, well, of course, it's my game. It has to be the battle for Trash Mountain. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I I, was fooled by Jacoby Brissett last week. It, it was completely a, oh, I... I Psyched out myself last week, so I'm gonna I'm gonna get Jacoby Brissett this week because I need a quarterback again, and uh, did not work out as I so, was hoping. What else do you go with though if you don't have him? I don't know. I'd have to have looked back at the waiver wire to see what was there. Um, but I was just picking up a waiver quarterback. Uh, 
I'm sure anyone could have gotten me more, or a few of them would have gotten me more than 15 points. I'm going to check right now. We're doing real-time checking right now to see who could have actually gotten you the points because I don't know if there were a ton of options out there that you would have felt good about. I mean, so so he had 14, right? Correct. Um, no, never mind. Pretty much everybody. Anyone you would have thought of. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Kyle Allen, Chase Daniel. Oh, Josh Kyle Allen. Allen. Kyle Allen? You mean the guy he, that I dropped he, so I could pick up scored, Jacoby Brissett and did the opposite relax. this week? Relax. He scored 15 points, so it was All one right. point more. <laughs> so you're fine. You, you would have had to go with, you know, an Andy Dalton, Kirk Cousin, or Teddy Bridgewater, which I don't think you would have gone with any of those guys. So, so I, don't, I, don't I don't know. Think I am here. really bad at fantasy football, so maybe I would have picked <laughs> one of those guys up. Um. But I mean, like, you got to be excited about like Josh Jacobs. That's nice to see him uh, coming out. And your your running back situation is not is not good at all. It's actually probably just about as bad as Drew's. Yeah, my running back situation is is uh, it's it's pretty bad there. Um, I'm I'm excited for Carry On to be coming back off the of bye. Um, that is all right. Um, I like my I like a lot of my wide receivers though. Um, some of them I like a little too much and I'm just really excited for my top two picks to get off of injured reserve, uh, and into, you know, playing some football. Well, and actually I'm going to take back cause, cause your, your running back situation is much better than Drew's. You have, you have Josh Jacobs and carry on Johnson. So that's, that's much better, um, than, you know, nobody. Hey, he's pretty got... much Drew has. He's got the second string running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. <laughs> Who's it now out? Yeah. Uh, you should be excited about that one. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so I was Breda, though, maybe? I don't know. Maybe he picks up some more work and keeps going? Uh, I think that'll happen. I, so Drew texted me uh, after the games on Sunday and was like, so do you want me to just pull Baker Mayfield and OBJ out? And I didn't text anything back. Because I was like, I hope he leaves them in, and I hope they get enough negative points that I win, because that would be the best victory I could ever have over Drew. Um, but it didn't happen. Baker tried. My boy Baker tried. tried. Yeah. Um, but couldn't get enough negative points and had to throw the ball a couple times to OBJ. Well, yeah, and, and congratulations to Drew uh, on his first win of the season. Um, it's about as ugly as anyone would have predicted. Uh, seeing how his team has performed this week. And you know what, Drew? I don't care that I only scored 80 points. You're still terrible, and your team's still terrible, and you're one and four, and I'm two and three. So you can keep all of those opinions to yourself, bud. Yeah, Drew. Like, you can say all you want, but on the season, you are still behind me in the rankings. <laughs> all right. So uh, our last game of the week was, I mean, this was our lock pick of last week. Uh, it got a little bit closer uh, than I would have liked to have seen for a lock pick by us, but but Brian Adams, as always, uh, found a way to lose. Yeah, I mean, I, really, the only reason that it came close was because we rubbed all of our bad luck and terrible decisions onto uh, your brother so that it brought his score down so that Brian could compete. And really, I mean, making it an exciting game like that, I think, people owe us like some credit agreed yeah I, I think that's fair um also i will say uh looking at uh at josh's team for the future so not necessarily a lot of points this week um guys didn't perform the way they needed to um but 
after what happened to uh, to Jalen Samuels, um, John or uh, uh, Connor is looking a whole lot better um, for the rest of the season. Uh, so that's you know, Ken was right. Injuries were going to play a role in uh, in his workload, and and now they have. That's you are all about injuries. Jesus Christ. Look, this is what I do now. I listen to a lot of podcasts, fantasy football podcasts, just so I can prepare. The ones that just talk about injuries? Jesus. <laughs> that's all they talk about. It's all about, like, who you're picking up. And that's basically usually because of injuries, not because someone's come out and done something amazing. Like, Do you just it, listen it, to it Dr. Injury. Chow's podcast? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, though, uh, not a whole lot else we can say about this game. Brian's team continues to be bad um josh's team was lucky enough to go up against them this week um i i think that maybe it's time to drop gronk though um seeing as how he decided that he wants to be a broadcaster at this point um i i don't think he's going to get any fantasy points for his sideline reporting i don't think so i really uh tony romo takes all of those fantasy points every single week <laughs> All right, so looking ahead to next week. Next week, games that I am excited about. I, I'm excited about... Uh, blah, 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 let's see. I'm excited about Ken Letary and, and Josh Curtis's game uh, next week. Um, not because the projection necessarily has them close, um, but, but Ken Letary, it just seems like a team of destiny at this point right now. Um, the fantasy gods want him to win. Uh, so if he can go to five and one on the season, uh, that'd be pretty amazing. It would put him in a great spot to be able to maybe be a little more risky, um, start shoring up his bench, uh, for the, the fantasy playoffs. Um, it's, it's just exciting to see Ken. He just keeps finding ways to win at four and one. I mean, if you look through his whole schedule this year, uh, there are impressive victories like last week where he puts up lots of points. Uh, there are ones that he barely ekes it out, um, but he just keeps winning. So I'm excited to see if he can keep up that streak up against another 4-1 team. So I'm excited about um, another team that has been, I don't know, not really. I guess they've, they've been putting up points, but they haven't been getting the wins. Um, I, I'm excited to see how Ken Wicks does against Ross um, because – I really believe in Ken's receivers and Ross can't have a blow up week every week. It feels like he can, cause that's all he's been doing all season. But at some point that luck has to run out. Um, there's only so much tuna you can feed uh, Zeus before he just has too much tuna and throws up all over your fantasy matchup. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Um, so for uh, winners and losers this week, um, I'm gonna start with. Let's start with the loser of the week. I think we might be in agreement. I don't know who you're picking, but I know who I'm picking. I don't know who I'm picking, so you go ahead first. Then right. I got to think about this. I will easily take the biggest loser of the week because I ruined something for everyone in this league, and I feel I feel terrible about it. It it hurts it hurts me to the core. That I was the one that gave up my first victory to Drew Fitzherbert. Or gave up the first victory to Drew Fitzherbert. I lost to Drew Fitzherbert. That's that's what I'm saying. And and it feels bad. It feels dirty. I've been punished. I've been bruised. It's terrible. 
and I'm spending a week in New Jersey at the same time. Really, my life is terrible this week, and I, I just, I'm sad. I'm real sad. I, I wish Baker could have pulled it off for me. Would have been, would have been such a great win. Riding on the back of, of terrible quarterback performance, um, but no, this week wasn't the week. I will come back. I will survive. I'll, I'll come back stronger than ever before. I don't know what I'll do, um, because as I was trying to trade for Lev Bell to Chuck, I see this news of the massive trade for Chuck's entire team for uh, Brian's entire team. So that was kind of annoying, but yeah, whatever. I don't know. I, I'm I'm broken. So I've actually – I'm going to break the rules here. I've got two losers of the week. Oh, boy. Uh, my first loser of the week uh, is Homer. Don't! And the reason why is because, uh, for a couple of reasons, first off, he lost, um, his team's bad. Everyone keeps getting hurt on his team. Uh, and one of the big parts of the deal, um, with Saquon Barkley was LaShawn McCoy, who seems to have almost been phased out of this offense. Now that Damian Williams is back, um, which cannot feel good because Sonny Michelle put up a good week. I think he's going to be fine this year. Um, but it looks like Saquon's going to be back an awful lot sooner. Um, and so he's going to be hurting from that trade at this point. Um, the the other two losers of the week, and this is this is a, a pairing, um, are going to be uh, Chuck and Brian. And the reason why is because they have given themselves hope by pulling off this massive trade without realizing that the person they're trading with is also at the bottom of this league. So it's just trading trash for trash. And both of them think that this could be the way that their season turns around. It's going to be very depressing for both of them to see mediocre numbers going up week after week. Yeah, I'm, I, I can agree with that. And uh, I'm happy. I'm ha- who's, who are they playing next week? All right, Brian's definitely losing next week. Well, obviously, it doesn't matter who he's playing. No, he's coming out of that. Uh, Drew might get another win. Just stop it. <laughs> uh, and oh shit, Chuck might get a win. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what yeah happens when you play the host. Oh, look at that! Right now, I haven't like moved anyone around, so I'm sure there's buys. Uh, I hope there's buys, but I'm projected <laughs> at 67 points this week. <laughs> Glorious. All right, so on to winners for the week. Uh, my winner for the week, and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little bit against the grain here, uh, but my winner for the week is me. I'm the winner of this week, and here's the reason why. I had the worst possible week I could have had, one of the all-time worst weeks in the league, but I couldn't have won even if I'd had a great week. And so I didn't waste anything. I didn't give anything up. I was gonna lose anyway. And so here I am feeling free and feeling good and ready to move on to next week and just forget about this terrible uh, uh, matchup here. But I didn't waste anything. So I am definitely the winner of the week. Um, And my winner for the week, uh, it's actually a a whole bunch of winners, are all of the wide receivers who are not on my team um, because they get to go through their NFL careers and not be injured. Um, And that's that's something that's, you know, important for for someone who relies on their physical prowess for their job. It's it's really important. And uh, even though Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill 
and uh, half the game of Marquise Brown um, are are still getting paid, it, it really hurts, and it, it's going to cut into their future. Um, and I, I really hope them all a speedy recovery after this season, um, or if I ever wind up trading them uh, when they get traded and finally can perform the way that they're supposed to perform. <laughs> we're really starting to go fast and loose with these uh, uh, winners and losers of the week. I feel like we're trying to to get too clever and creative, but but I'm I'm supportive of it. I mean, when half the ge- when the games we're choosing from are either two games that barely reach a hundred points if they do, and then the rest of them are blowouts. I did want to, I, I actually, I was thinking about this uh, before we started, uh, before we started taping today. And um, it's pretty amazing that we had four teams in the league that finished over 165 points. And we had four te- or five teams in the league that finished under a hundred points. Uh, so there was definitely a lot of point disparity going on this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hopefully it swings a little bit in the other direction uh, yeah. <laughs> for, uh, for some of these teams. At least for me. Uh, mostly for me. I'd like to put up 200 <laughs> points next week. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that does it. We don't have any special calls. Um, hopefully recorded this one. Uh, I think so. There's a little red dot, so maybe. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Well, until next week. This has been the Losers Corner. Uh, that's Shane Yardley. I'm your host, Ray Way. We'll talk to you next week. Talk to you guys. You know, we didn't mention, too, that we were the two lowest scoring teams this week, too. I didn't realize that until I just looked at it now. Well, I mean, we don't have to mention it. It's pretty ugly. Pretty ugly.